This weekend won't be the same without the smell of barbecue in the air and the Panthers on the field. But we are getting closer to the start of the pit season, and we got a glimpse last weekend at their first opponent on national TV. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. Jerry, one hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit! This is the week of September 5th, 2020, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. And for the first time in a long time, Pittsburgh will not be having pit football, not be having a rib festival. Panther fans will have to operate their own backyard smokers or homemade pizza ovens and watch Navy versus BYU. Or pro wrestling this weekend as we get set for the home opener that we are all banned from attending, Pam. You, me, Vince, banned. Prohibited from being there at Heinz Field. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. One of We always have a great time here. We never travel, always spend the weekend here eating lots of barbecue, but... Um, it's it's the right decision, sadly, not to have the rib fest, and uh, it's probably the right decision uh, to wait a week to start the season, and uh, definitely the right decision not to have fans. Absolutely, I'm I'm not I'm not no I'm not my ass is not chapped, Vince, that I can't go. Uh, I'm not I don't feel slighted by the university, but I do feel like. It's not really, I got to say, it doesn't feel the same way. We're going to get into a lot of this today. It does not feel like, oh, my college football starting week, to me at least. No, it definitely does not this week, especially with, you know, you know some conferences opting not to play and, and staggered starts. And, you know, I mean, I was looking, perusing some of the schedules. And I mean, really not till the last week of September when the SEC starts is when I think it's really going to feel like, you know, it, it's a big time college football weekend. But uh, but we, we are, you know, a week and a half away or so uh, from this live on tape podcast, getting ready for the Panthers first game. And I, I think once it kicks off, you know, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be on all the way live. All the way live, and that's what we are right now on your favorite podcast app or our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and thanks for hitting us up on social media, at H2P Show, hashtag Hail to Pit, and hashtag It's Kickoff Week. And that's way too long of a hashtag, but I'm ready to hashtag the hell out of it to try to pump myself up here, Pam. We got the email as well, Hail the number two, Pit Podcast at gmail.com, Panther Lair. You know where to find us, Reddit, 
And of course, we are a production of Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com to start your own podcast since you're sitting at home with no one to talk to and maybe you want to record it and make a show of it because you've been binge watching so much Netflix and you want to discuss all those shows. Why not make a podcast and go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own producer to help you do it. Austin PA, Pam, did you watch last week? I did, yeah. I actually watched some of it. Um, I didn't watch all of it. Um, I fell asleep, obviously, 9 p.m. start. Well, to be fair, it was almost a four-hour game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in my defense, it wasn't just me being sleepy. Um, yeah, I watched some of it. They have some players that are kind of quick, but they're not very good. And they got smashed by Central Arkansas. Is that correct? Well, Is that no, they, they didn't it get was... smashed. They did lose the game. They lost double it digits. Now they lost in the last second on a last second uh, touchdown, um, and, and that was after taking the lead in the last couple minutes. Um, but you know they were they were running a a full house uh, shotgun triple option approach, Ooh. Alan. And uh, you could tell, at least at the beginning of the game, Central Arkansas was not, you know, maybe not ready for that. Can uh, you elaborate what you mean by full house? I think we're, most people are familiar with the trip option. So, so they had, uh, there was a, you, I've also seen this called a diamond formation. But okay. they had, a, you know, they had a quarterback in the shotgun, maybe even a pistol type formation. And they, there was a, a fullback behind him and, and two wingbacks, two sidecars uh, to his left and right. And, uh, you know, that, that gave us Central Arkansas some trouble at the beginning of that game, but it looks like they caught on a little bit and they were able to hold them. I mean, they, they didn't even score 20 points uh, in that game. Would you, uh, would, really, you la- would you label this uh, maybe also a, a veer variation? Was there a lot of Poland, a lot of Poland guards? Oh, oh sure. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was. Uh, that, you know, they got a lot of small – I don't know if I want to call them fast. I mean, maybe they looked fast against Central Arkansas <laughs> yeah. at times. Fast think, twitch. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it certainly, they were small. Uh, I don't yes. think anybody would disagree with that. And I would expect uh, Pitt's defensive line, Allen, to open up the hurt business um, mm. at, at you know in the backfield there. And and we, we will be breaking down this game in way more detail next week. Uh, but, but those are some of my initial thoughts. Yeah, I think the big thing is just um, as the game went on, Central Arkansas became more comfortable with the scheme and yeah. stayed more disciplined in their reads um, as well. Well, I did not watch the game because I was just so exhausted from having to do this show all alone last week. So excuse, <laughs> excuse me. No, I yeah, I, I, I missed it probably like most the- of the country. There's something I want to set the record straight about. Um, you owe Pat uh, a seat cushion. That's what you want to say? I wish. I wish Pitt had sent me something, uh, sent us something. But right after the, you recorded the show and uh, a few days later, Pitt did announce that there's not going to be fans for the first for the month of September at home. And I, I will say we did not receive any seat cushions. So, mm. Pat. Uh, we do not owe you one, but if we get one, we will be giving you that back. You think, you know, they would send you some seat cushions or something to say, hey, sorry you can't come to any of the games right now, but here's a free program or, I don't know, a bobblehead, but not a Bill Hillgrove bobblehead because 
The value of that gift we got two years ago has plummeted this week, Vince. Is he calling the game, the first game or any of the games this year? Have we heard yet from Pitt? We know the Steelers suspended him. Yeah, I haven't. I I would. I haven't heard officially. Uh, you would think that that's coming since the Steelers uh, suspended. As of as of September second, this live on tape podcast recording, Bill Hillgrove suspended by the Steelers. We don't know about the Pitt broadcast team, but Austin PA. That's that is September twelfth. That is just ten days away, and it has a time now. Four o'clock, right on the ACC network. <laughs> Our, our yep. new favorite What channel. a great time. What a great time for a game. 4 p.m.? Are you excited? I love the 4 p.m. You're, you're yeah, excited for that. I am because this time of year time. you can still you can uh, well you can still do something in the morning, maybe get some exercise in or go for a little stroll, get some chores done, and then it and then you're ready for the game. See, that's uh, that's my least favorite because you watched all the early games and you've been er- up early eating and drinking way too much. And then by four o'clock, that's nap time. So you can be up and alive for the night games that matter a lot. This 4 p.m. Well, this year's tough. Th- this year's a little different. Uh, I don't know how many noon games you'll be watching. There's not a whole lot. Syracuse, especially this- Syracuse came out with a time, right? That's the week after September 19th. Yeah. We got a nine, uh, a noon o'clock. Uh, ACC network kickoff for that one though. So the Nooners are going to be there sprinkled, not too many, and who knows yeah, how much I of mean, it changes. Yeah, but I mean this first this first week there's not much yeah. there's not much on the schedule, so. Ugh, oh my. I just I just realized college game day is going to suck this year. Holy hell. Oh. At least Lee Corso gets a year off from having to travel. I wonder if he's still going to put on Filthy mascot heads. I I thought I record recalled hearing that they said if there are fans at games that they would go. No, I thought what they're gonna do was that they were gonna travel to the place, but just like uh, say if they were at Pitt, they were record in front of the cathedral with no one around. Like they're still gonna. I feel like they're still doing it on site, but not allowing fans there. Kind of regardless. like how, kind of like how back in 05, we went up to the Pete and got Lee Corso's autograph with no one around. Vince, were you? There? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. There was no one there. I gotta find that copy of NCAA I had him sign. I don't know where that is. Yeah, uh, I probably have that somewhere. We have yeah. some uh, some Pitt Panther news as we wind down training camp. A wide receiver transfer to the university. Tell me, tell us about him, Vince. Yeah, DJ Turner uh, from from College Park, Maryland. DJ uh, Tanner. <laughs> I, I, that'd be interesting if it was DJ Tanner, but this oh. is DJ Turner. Okay, I heard you um, wrong. My bad. Yeah, uh, 5'9", 206 pounds, uh, a former four-star recruit from, from DeMatha High School. Uh, you know, that's a big powerhouse. Program. Especially on the basketball side, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know this this kid apparently had offers from from Notre Dame, Penn State, NC State, um, a, a a a punt return specialist. Some people are calling him. Uh, he, he's had one punt return touchdown in his career. Twenty four catches, two hundred ninety four yards, and a, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, the last year only played in three games, and then was suspended uh, for the remainder of the season. And he's going to be coming here as a 
a sort of a graduate transfer. From my understanding, he's only going to have one year to play. And he, he, uh, Pitt is a little familiar with this cat. cat. Uh, he played under Coach Beatty, wide receiver coach, uh, when, when, uh, Coach Beatty was at Maryland. Uh, so I think we kind of, at least the coaches, they kind of know what they're getting with this kid. And, uh, hearing Narduzzi talk about, uh, this guy, he sound in the press conference this past week, he sounded very impressed. And he even uh, alluded to him, you know, playing in week one, even though he really only joined the team this week. And you know, he'll have really less than two weeks of practice time uh, to, to get ready for the game. So I, I got to ask both of you here, is, is this a, a good move for Pitt bringing in this kid uh, at this late stage in the game uh, for the wide receiver position? And, and how do you think he's going to be used? Well, I think the good move is for the depth of the punt return specialist. Who's the leading candidate now to be the punt returner? That's, in your that's mind? a good question. I, so, I I don't think there was any clear cut. Exactly. So to have more options in that, we need someone that can catch the ball back there, or and make then move. The, and then move and make the right decisions on whether to fair catch or not. So I think for me, that's going to be the best natural easier fit um there's so much with wide receivers and chemistry and a lot of these guys Pickett has worked with so I think it might be a little harder for him to crack that but for the special teams perspective it it might be a good position for him to slide right in oh it it sounds like a uh, positive because of the depth issue we've been talking about in the unknowns but my question is does this quell any of the Jordan Addison hype we've had the last two weeks on the show Vince should I be concerned for his amount of playing time you know i was thinking about that alan and i I, i'm not quite sure what to what to make of this i mean you know at at five five foot nine you would expect that this is some sort of slot type receiver um which is what we we've been hearing jordan addison is going to be um when when i you know hear about this kid and a little bit about you know some of the stuff he's done you know to me he seems like an aquadri henderson type role and you know, he might be the he might be the the uh uh end around receiver you know the reverse guy okay i mean could, could you see that I, yeah. I i don't know whipple has guys well, who are literally just going to be insert into this gadget for this specific person uh play or or yeah. package so yeah i'm sure he'll jet, find spots yeah the jet sweep receiver but but i i would say this you know hopefully Hopefully, I there is a, a ton of hype around Jordan Addison. Hopefully, he is as advertised, and, and we know that you know Pitt's going to play, you know, several receivers, and you know if this kid can crack the top six guys, uh, and if he's if he's good enough, then I I think it's a good move. Let's let's see what uh, what role he's given. Uh, speaking of that punt return role, though, what about uh, uh Izzy Abanaconda? Why wouldn't he get a shot, especially if he's not he, getting all the touches uh, at running back? Well, I I've, I know Over he's been hitters. working with the punt return unit, but I, I I haven't heard anything definitively from from coach on who is going to be the punt return uh, person, the first one up. Same thing with kickoff returns, for that matter. And you know, there hasn't been a depth chart released yet either. So even though Coach Narduzzi will say he doesn't even make up those depth charts that are that are released, <laughs> but uh, I would imagine next week we we 
I'm hoping that we see some sort of depth chart uh, just so we you know, maybe have an idea of who, who the starting lineup is going to be. Although yeah. it wouldn't bother me if we did not get one. I mean, last week it sounded like from the quotes we were I was reading about from Narduzzi, it sounds like he just lets all the players make up the depth chart. Ah, they're they're going to figure out who the backup quarterback is and who runs runs second team wide receiver. I don't know. I'm not telling any of you jagoffs. Uh, training camp, John Patrician moved from uh, Penn State to Pitt last year and now moving positions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that when he left. Yeah. He had to sit out last year, right? Well, you know, he, he was actually as a walk-on situation, so he was able to play, uh, have immediate eligibility, and he earned a scholarship uh, here as a senior. Congratulations to him. And he, he's moved from safety to outside linebacker. And Coach said he's been running with the twos. I, I don't know what to make about this. I would have hoped that the linebacker depth would have been, you know, sufficient enough that, you know, there's – I'll try that there, you know, there's sufficient depth, I, I guess, that, that you wouldn't need to make this kind of move. But maybe this is the quickest way that he could get or, or the best chance to get on the field because, you know, at that safety position that he was playing, you know, it, it's pretty stacked right there. I, I don't see, you know, the starters coming out very much. And, and there's some already some top backups there. So I, I, I kind of wrestle with, am I really, am I nervous about these outside linebackers that he's coming in and making an impact? I think that's great that he is. Um, but, you know, this is a, a position that's going to have, only has a little bit of turnover from last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought the linebackers played pretty well and they're going to need to continue that and play even better this year. Yeah. I don't want to say nothing to see here. When a move like this happens, you do, you do have to naturally question, oh, there's a depth and issue at linebacker, but Man, with how good the defensive line is, even without Jalen Twyman, hopefully these linebackers are going to have so much fun and so many opportunities to make plays, and that makes life so much easier. And that's why they performed so well last year, Vince. You're right. Um, We also have the issue that last week I had to unfortunately approach solo. Well, Pat helped me a little bit. I don't know if I talked about it with him. Tamari Mathis' injury out and discussing potential replacements – I'm hoping for either battle or royal. Got to have the battle royal on the field, but it's not looking like that's going to happen, Vince. Well, I, at least not this year. Uh, you know, Marquise Williams, uh, this is, uh, you know, he was probably, you know, the fourth cornerback last year. He's the guy with the most experience. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see this kid. Uh, it was a big, a big time recruit at the time. Uh, I'm excited to see this kid in a starting role. I think he's going to do an excellent job, uh, Alan. And I know that, uh, you know, Coach was talking up the Battle Royal a lot this week you know, about how they're, you know, they're, they're going to be good players. And, you know, I could see in, you know, two years, two or three years, the Battle Royal is the starting cornerback uh, tandem. Oh, man. It's going to be the first time I'm going to have jerseys of two different players on the same team at the same time. I don't think I've ever had that. I always, always have a jersey of one player that's your favorite. I'm going to have Battle and Royal up on the wall, maybe with my diploma right in between them, Pam. I think that'll look pretty <laughs> rad. That's right. You earned that diploma. I also think with this defense, you just got to go with experience, too. It's so much strength out there yeah. to have a guy that has that knowledge of the scheme and the system. We talked about when our off 
we didn't have a podcast at the time, but when Narduzzi was hired, oh, he just has to get his guys in there. He just has to get them used to the scheme. He's got to recruit. And so now he can plug and play some of his guys in. Yeah, yeah. That, that's he, he always talks about how knowledge is, is so important. And, and, you know, from observations over these past five years, knowing what to do when you're in that backfield is, is, is so critical. And, and Alan, I, I would suggest to you maybe even looking into getting a custom jersey that says Battle Royal, both names on the same jersey and has Ooh. both numbers on it. Oh, that's oh. – I, I could do that possibly. That sound, that's And both numbers. I might have to do working work on the back a little bit more though. Maybe get a little bit wider so I could fit all that on, on the jersey. Otherwise, it'll look – I was just getting measured up for my wedding suit and, and the, the tailor told me, my shoulders are small for my build, basically making a, taking a crack at me. So maybe that's motivation right there. Uh, all right. Well, let's hope no other Panthers go down because there are some positions like that that I think uh, they can ill afford to go down the depth chart. Uh, I'm looking at you, Jimmy Morrissey. You better stay the frig healthy. I mean, what the yeah. offensive line yeah. already question marks. Uh, that's going to be one thing we're kind of oh, clenching our butt cheeks a little bit throughout the season hoping Pitt's able to stay healthy, not only be productive, hopefully, at offensive line and run the damn ball a little bit better, but also stay healthy. Um, all right, that's training camp. It is underway. It's winding down. And we're going to get into what's going on in the Pitternet in a second. But real quick, we do want to acknowledge and recognize that uh, the Pitt Panther family did lose a dear member this, this week. Uh, Demetrius Gore, former Pitt Panther basketball player, uh, Charles Smith's, Number two is what a lot of people were saying uh, in the 80s, a little bit before our time in terms of getting to watch it live right before we were actually born. Uh, but we've heard about that era of pit basketball, and this was a key figure in it. So we mourn the loss of Demetrius Gore for sure here on the Hail to Pit podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, a very sad day. And, and you know, you, you kind of touched on it, Alan. You hear about, you know, pit hoops in the 80s. You hear about... Um, um, Charles Smith and of course Jerome Lane, but uh, you know uh, Demetrius Gore right up there with him. Absolutely, and cool to see all the uh, respect given to that era of Pitt basketball with this terrible news. But just reading the quotes from other famous college and pro coaches that recognize that era in the school's basketball history, Demetrius Gore pivotal pivotal member of the, those teams. So may he rest in peace and hail to Pitt forever. Now we can take a shift over from what's going on in the real world, though, and go into the virtual world, which is where the majority of us now as humans live in 2020, especially as Pitt fans. We live in the virtual world. We live on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, Internet. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter... We're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. Okay, we've got some here from Panther Lair. This is from, is, is this Wolf0717? Did I read that right, Pam? Yep. Wolf0717 on Panther Lair. Vince getting actually pumped. found this one for the record. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> getting pumped. Bought my college football magazine. Less than two weeks away, of course, the first thing I had to do 
was tear the front of the magazine because it had a pen, a ped state player on it, P-E-D state player on it. No problem. I put it to good use by picking up the dog poo with it. Then I edited the guide by tearing out the little 10 and Pac-Man 10 out of the magazine. Pac-Man 10, I get it. They are totally <laughs> insignificant. This season or any other would rip out the Mac 2, but who really cares? Let's kick it off. No rib fest this weekend, which stinks. Let the Panthers roar. <laughs> Wolf <laughs> going in on it. Getting going off on it. even the Mac getting some boots there. Stomp to him. I know. <laughs> I'm well, gonna miss Tuesday night Mac shin. Well, at least he didn't t- tear him out of the book. Well, no, he did not. Or pick up the dog. There was a lot him. there. Or she. Yeah. Hey, she. Wolf O seven seventeen may not agree with everything you said. Well, the Penn State stuff that is dead, spot on. But everything you said there. Uh, I'm just happy you're in the spirit and trying to get other people in the spirit on Panther Lair, as hard as it is for some of us to get into the college football spirit. But maybe this next piece we've I found on the internet will amp us up for the season. This one comes from Pat N, and this I read I found this online, Pam. But apparently it was it was said last year. I had an offense coordinator. I won't even mention his name at Pitt. He spent eight months with me, left, okay, to go take one of those big jobs for $1.2 million. And I said, I don't think you want to go, okay? He's like, well, it's a lot of money. I'm like, and I got him a lot of money. I got him a million at our place. So it was like, maybe he went for 1.5, I got him a million, which is just crazy. Like, are you shitting me? You know, like, really? I don't even think he was worth a million. But, I mean, it wasn't even that good. But, uh, yeah, he's a good friend. I was like, listen, you, you're stupid to go. I said, you go there, you're starting your whole career over again. I said, you stay here for another year, have a good year, you'll be a head coach. I'll send you out of here a head coach. No patience. Okay, so have patience in the profession. He goes there, gets fired before the end of the season. There's turmoil all in the newspapers. Even before, I mean, it was a miserable season for the guy. He's gone. Goes and gets another job. Okay, after that, and he's gone from there. And he's been in three jobs in three years. And, you know, good luck finding And he's out of a job right now. But he could have been in one place. So be patient. Oh, my. (laughs) Pat Narduzzi in 2019, apparently Uh. at some coaches conference, talking about Matt Canada there. This is obviously before Matt Canada got his current job with the Steelers. And, I mean, this definitely, this sort of thing, I mean, uh, probably aggressively happened at functions like these and booster meetings and stuff like that way back before the internet existed, <laughs> before everyone had a video camera on them. But now to hear that in, tw- in 2020 is so rare to hear a coach saying something like that about another coach, Vince. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, uh, well, I'll say this. You know, he, he should not have said that, that he wasn't even that good. I mean, that, that that's a little... Yeah, because that, if he wasn't that good, why did he want to keep him? Yeah, and that, why a, did he go get him a million dollars? Like, come on. Yeah, and that, Pitt beat Penn little... State with Canada's help, of course. Yeah, and Clemson, uh, which is even more impressive. Uh, so that, that part was a little ridiculous. However, I will say that everything he else he said in there about about being patient and if Canada had desires to be a head coach. I, I agree with that part. And I'll go even as far to say as Alan, 
I was on your radio show uh, uh, down in Lafayette. You were talking about LSU when they had hired Matt Canada, and I told you that LSU was getting a very good offensive mind. However, that system that he wanted to run, that he was so successful with at Pitt, he had perfect personnel with it, and he was not going up against SEC-quality defenses week in and week out. And whenever he did not have that personnel and he did not have uh, – he had to go up against a, a stiffer competition, a more depth of competition, he, he struggled down there. And I think Narduzzi's right about that and that if he would have stayed, he could have gotten a head coaching job. But I'm certainly not going to fault a guy for going for – you know, a, a a huge raise and getting you know a half a million dollars more than where you would have uh, where you were currently at. And I don't think you could fault the guy for that at all. I think the premise is going to be patient and good things will come. However, his tone was horrific. If oh you, yes, absolutely. If you read yeah. those comments, which I did initially, I was like, okay, and then I listened to it and was like, he sounds very arrogant right now, and like ha ha ha, like he's not even that good. Then why do you want to keep him? Well, and then if, but if you hear him at, at the press conference this week, he he loves the guy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting if they bump into each other on the south side. Jeez, I know they're in the same building now. That seemed very real housewivesy to me. Real housewives of Pittsburgh up in the south side with Matt Canada and Pat Narduzzi. That was petty, very petty. And I will say, Matt Canada, I, when, when it happened, now you're right, I was down on the radio covering LSU, and I told you, I can't blame the guy for taking money and, and going to play big-time SEC football, coach LSU players, oh my God. But also, Matt Canada's issues down there might not have even been personnel or himself. It was also personality clashes. With Pat Narduzzi oh, should have yeah. told Matt Canada, it was like, you're really going to go coach for this guy who's got the most... He's got all this pressure. It's his first. It's his first huge job after some failures, and who knows what kind of uh, control he's going to give you down in LSU. Whereas if you're here with me, I'll let you run the whole offense and call all the shots, you dummy. But uh, Narduzzi kind of just came off like his ass was chapped about the whole ordeal. Which, of course, Matt Canada at Pitt was great. That's why he was so upset. He wouldn't have said that if. He, if he actually thought he was a bad offensive coordinator, Pam, you're 100% correct. But man, was it entertaining for sure to find on the Pitternet this week. Narduzzi, my goodness. They'll bury that hatchet though, right, Pam? Running into each other? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Or if not, they'll just give each other a social distance head nods in the hall at the south side and move on. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on now from the virtual world to what they're saying down the run here, Vince, and all over town, uh, reacting to some of the things this week. Uh, you were out of town, but you got back in time to hear some of the, uh, the the chatter among people you've been running into, social distance, walking down the street and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I heard a little bit on the radio. People were talking about what Narduzzi said about about Matt Canada and you know lo and behold you know there's a lot of people around town talking about it another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing trying to find out what the answers are saying can you believe Narduzzi said that about Canada 
Good. An American team should win a cup anyway, except the Flyers, of course. No, you jag off. Matt Canada, the old coordinator. Narduzzi called him at. Oh, yeah. That guy was a real lump head, too. Hail to pit. But the answers are safe. That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, hopefully, that's all that uh, that Narduzzi Canada feud is behind us, so we can start talking about some real football games. Hopefully, next week. Uh, but but this week, Alan, we, we got to talk about uh, some some previews for conferences. Uh, we're going to talk about the Big Twelve and the ACC first because they're going to be the ones uh, k- kicking off in the coming weeks. Oh, college football! First previews of the summer as it's winding down and we're going into Labor Day. And maybe this will get you in the mood and make you realize it's damn college football season now. Big 12 up first here. And I don't know, anyone got fifty four ninety nine so I could watch this OU game? <laughs> I, I mean... I'm, I'm very curious about this. I've, I've always been fascinated with pay-per-view. Um, and, and we got Oklahoma playing against Missouri State. And, and you got to think most years they probably, you know, win this game by 50 points going away. Uh, maybe one point for every dollar they're charging. 54 99 uh, <laughs> for Missouri State versus yeah, Oklahoma. That, that is, isn't that horrible? That is terrible. <laughs> Those poor people of Oklahoma have to, have to you know, Shell out 55 bucks for this. The poor people of Missouri State, if they want to watch their team get waxed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think Oklahoma, I swear they did this last year, too, for their first game against some scrub. But I'm not 100% positive. Well, you know, I mean, maybe they're figuring a lot of people have been saving up their 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 COVID relief checks. And I don't know, if, especially at this damn time to charge people 55 bucks to watch a massacre. Uh, or maybe it's because it's Oklahoma and they know people aren't spending their money to go to Joe exotics place anymore. They've got the disposable income. Pam. <laughs> that could be also, I don't know. I would like to hear JR's take on this. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. We'll to- He's someone who can afford it, but it'd be interesting to hear what he'd say. I'll tell you what he'd say, you know, I'm 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 gonna pay it. I'm gonna watch it outside on my iPad. <laughs> That's probably what if he's not there. I'm sure, but he Oklahoma. Oh, you having people? I'm sure OU's having people oh, at the yeah, crowd. Oh my god! All right, well here we go. Big Twelve. Uh, they play there, and so do uh, the Texas Longhorns and the the Horny Toads of TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. We got odds here, Vince. Break them down. Yeah, yep. These odds are from the Westgate Superbook. Uh, Oklahoma right now a five to four favorite to win the Big Twelve. Texas eight to five. Oklahoma State seven to one. Iowa State sixteen to one. And then it just starts to get some real long shots after that. Uh, Alan, I know you're you're most likely picking OU to win this uh, yeah. as you always do. Uh, Lincoln Riley seems like he's just plugging and playing a new quarterback. Uh, every year the Spencer Rattler snake too I mean this is a redshirt freshman QB coming under Lincoln Riley who has been working magic and with you know Murray Mayfield Hurts and now the Rattler and yeah why would you pick especially in a year like this 
where you don't know who's get, what, how many players have COVID on each team. You got to keep track of. Add that on top of what kind of atmosphere, what kind of home field advantage. With all that said, I five to I can't believe Oklahoma's not a bigger favorite. I'd be betting on them. They're the only safe bet. I feel uh, maybe in all of college football with how it's going to break down. Um, emotions really play a huge role in teams upsetting a team like Oklahoma in a, in a conference like this where any of those teams beating them, I feel, is like a major upset. And there's not going to be – I don't think there are going to be enough fans to, to really supply that kind of emotion. So I'm going to be conservative. I'm picking OU here, Pam. I'm picking Texas, and here's I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Here's a few things here. Some people may know Spencer Rattler from the show QB1 on Netflix. He was featured uh, last year or two years ago. He was on the show last year. He was on the show last year, but it was about his senior high school year. Um, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed with his personality, but that's uh, another story for another day. The one interesting thing about Lincoln Riley, I read a book about him recently. It's actually very good. And it made me even think higher of Lincoln Riley than I already do is he's developed transfer quarterbacks, people that are already kind of developed, not a prospect of his own. And so it'll be interesting to see if he can do that with Rattler. If he doesn't do it with Rattler, I wouldn't knock Lincoln Riley in his first attempt of developing someone for two, three, four years. I just don't personally feel like Rattler might be as good um, or even close as some of those other guys. So I think Lincoln Riley can do it, but to ask him to do it so quickly uh, might be tough. Yeah. I mean, even though this, this kid was one of the highest, you know, heralded recruits in the entire country you know he's still a a young player Mm -hmm. with not much time in in the system and i'll say this about some of these other teams that ou has had they had some elite skill players out there hollywood brown cd lamb you know i i I would assume ou is going to have some very good you know skill position players but are they going to be that good maybe to make up for some of the mistakes uh, of, of a richer freshman quarterback. And I think with Texas, it's a pretty experienced team. Uh, the best team Tom Herman has. Let's see what he can do with it. But the big thing is Sam Ellinger coming back for a senior year. He looked good at times last year. And um, I think he'll really be able to put it together. And I think Texas, uh, eight to five odds here, I think they're definitely um, in the mix and who I'm going with here. I think Oklahoma is going to be really good and uh, we'll discuss it more next week, but the, you could see Oklahoma and Texas with only three power five conferences, both being in the, uh, the college football playoff oh my goodness. this year. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but could happen. Uh, yeah, I guess it's possible. I don't even uh, want to get into their job and what they're going to have to do with this different setup too yeah. for the playoff. the 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 thing with Texas, two new coordinators though, Pam. That's what what also right. makes me not like their situation. Although OU has a new offensive coordinator, and then the thing oh, people are trying to say, well, Oklahoma State. This is one of those o- Oklahoma State years where they'll probably spoil some of the fun for the the big dogs in the Big Twelve, but. Do Mike Gundy's players want to play from him? He had a weird yeah. offseason where wearing weird conspiracy theory news organization t-shirts and losing the trust of some of his players. I know Chubba Hubbard's playing, but that's something to watch. So with all the that said, new coordinators here, uncertainty there, OU for me, but 
I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun and probably uh, a, a lot of high-scoring games, although the, the Big 12 defenses have been getting better. The team to watch Iowa State um, with Brock Purdy and yeah. Matt Campbell and talking about defenses, they had a great defense last year, and I think they're going to be able to continue that. Um, I think Iowa State will definitely be in the mix for the conference uh, title as well towards the top there. I really like Iowa State, and, and I don't know if they I, – I know they've lost uh, their good tight end, Petway. I know he 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 was uh, he may have been their best best offensive player next to Purdy last year. Uh, I, you know they did have a very good defense last year. Uh, see how many of those guys are returning. Uh, but I know they did lose some of them, and that kind of has me a little that kind of has me a little nervous about them. Uh, I'm actually going to pick Texas to 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 win this Big Twelve. Uh, I I do not trust the Spencer Rattler whatsoever. Uh, from seeing them on QB one alone, <laughs> you two watch. You it. two watch too much Netflix. That's what I'll say about that. Uh, Big Twelve. There you go. There are are picks. I guess preseason lock them in, and it's I, it has to be exactly the same as it went last season, wasn't it? Was that what we picked? I had OU. You two had Texas. I don't I, know. I, I think I did pick Texas. I, yeah. I picked, did. I did pick. Texas. I might you to win the conference but i didn't have them in the playoff like you did i remember i had like michigan or something stupid <laughs> well don't beat yourself <laughs> don't beat yourself up about it the, the, the see that's what i'm saying you watch a lot of espn or netflix they're gonna make you think the rattler's no good and michigan's a great football school for some reason I'm if, not the rattler, if the rattler is very good I, this year i'd be shocked i i'm not saying wow. he won't be good overall i'm just uh saving that like, audio this Vince. young <laughs> this young. Go ahead. He's a very. I think he's got a lot of work to do. Maybe, maybe he, you know, gained a lot of maturity o- over the past year. I, I don't. Lincoln Riley can work wonders. All right, let's go to the ACC, the best conference in all of sport, and we have odds here from the Westgate, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Clemson, overwhelming favorite, four to fifteen odds. Uh, and rightfully so, uh, you know Notre Dame eight to one, uh, the U fourteen to one, North Carolina eighteen to one, Florida State, Louisville, Virginia Tech forty to one, Pitt one hundred to one. <gasps> Better one buck and win a hundred on Great the Panthers uh, and everybody else behind them. Uh, we're going to be giving our official predictions for the Pitt schedule. Uh, results season record next week. But uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the ACC as a whole. You know, and I, I think the first question here is, can anyone, any of these teams beat Clemson? I think, feel like we've had the same question asked the, the past uh, couple of years, and the answer has always been nobody. Well, adding Notre Dame into the mix does make it pretty interesting. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say again, I mean, this, I can't follow it. I've got the Phil Steele magazine. I've got the internet, but there are so many moving parts in this college football season. So here's my advice. Pick Clemson because that's what I'm doing. And this season, just follow <laughs> your own damn team. That's all. That's all anyone's going to have time to do. I'm going to just focus on what I can control here, Vince. I'm going to focus on knowing what's going on with Pitt, trying as best I can with everything else, but with all the moving parts, who the hell knows? I think Clemson 
is going to probably run away with it. And it's a, it's going to maybe look even uglier because that's all they're lined up against this year. Yeah. Uh, so, so Pam, yeah, I, I would assume you're picking Clemson as well. Yes. And, and so, so I'm going to ask you and who do you think that they're going to play in the ACC championship game? Because this is a little bit different situation this year. Uh, you know, there are no divisions. It is just going to be the teams with the two best records going at it, Clemson and somebody else. Okay. I, I'm not super high on Notre Dame. I, I think they're a very good team. Is it crazy if I say Miami? But see, every time I think Miami or anyone I think has, it's crazy. I, anyone has expectations for Miami, Miami, Miami's. Uh, I also really like UNC. I think they're like another Ugh. year away, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I, I'm going to pick Miami versus Clemson. Are you really? I am. I'm, do you know why? Miami, I really like Manny Diaz um, so far. We'll see. But I really like Manny Diaz. He's got two big transfers coming in at quarterback uh, King, the quarterback from Houston. And then like the top one of the top edge uh, guys in the nation, Quincy Roach from Temple. And I think that's really going to solidify it. Miami last year was a good team. They had quarterback issues. So I think yeah. if King can come in and stabilize that team, I think they're going to do well. And I think they're going to be playing Clemson for the championship. I'm re- what I've been reading, at least what I've been reading, trying to keep up is the Louisville Cardinals are are going to get yeah. some some play, at least offensively with Mikhail Cunningham. Uh, they're going to be putting up well points this year. Huh? Yep. What about two two Atwell? Yeah, two two Atwell, the 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 target, and then you got uh, <laughs> the, he's the, the receiver, right? And then you got Hawkins is the running back, and there's like three good players. Wow, whoop-dee-doo. They have on the Clemson Tigers more than I could count, and then two of them are Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I mean, guys who at the end of it could go down as college football legends with how long they've been successful, how how um, the amazing success they've had. This, is not, this isn't going to be close. I'm also most interested just to see what kind of season the Florida State Seminoles have, just, yeah. just to see how that – team bounces back and if they can ever hopefully get back to their once great status in the ACC because it's kind of a laughing it is a laughing stock right now and uh, a year like this could maybe prove as a way for them to uh, you know sneak back into the conversation with a a decent showing and you've got Ijo de Asante Samuel on that team now too which I'm looking forward to watch the cornerback Asante Samuel's there so yeah, things to watch in the ACC, but at the end of it all, Clemson will be. I also think another player to watch, Sam Howell from UNC. We saw him last year. I think he's really going to take yeah. that next step. I'm really impressed with a, him. A lot of people are. I am. A lot of people are. Yeah. I saw him with my own so, two eyes. Who, who are you picking uh, to, to, to lose to Clemson? Who am I picking to lose to Clemson? Uh, but, uh you know, part of me wants to say UNC because I, I, as a I Pitt agree. fan, was that, and I could, I just feel like it's going to be an odd team, you know, a weird team like that. So 
If not us, I'll say UNC. I'm going to reserve that answer, though, for next year. you got to wait till I give you my pit record. Vince, you can't get that out of me just yet. Right. But I think That's you. True. I think highly of the of the Tar Heels going into the season. Uh, uh, Who do you think is going to lose uh, to Clemson? I, I think it's going to be Notre Dame, unfortunately. Ian Buck. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel great about it. It wouldn't have and, been them if they would have played us twice. But they're scared, and now they're playing USF twice. They stole my idea. <laughs> so I, I think that Notre Dame or three times. It, I I think they're going to you know have a couple losses. I'll, I'll say that. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll say I'll even go as far as I, I think whoever's going to be that second team is going to have at least two two losses. I don't at, think that's least. that crazy to say. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I think whoever's that second team is going to have at least two losses. Uh, I think I think there's a, a fair amount of parity here, uh, but I think it's going to be the Irish, unfortunately, whenever it's all said and done. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Although although we did not mention. How rowdy it could be with down at the U with a legit quarterback. Derek King showing up there. He could be some kind of savior. He was super highly touted at Houston, yeah. a player to watch. But then he sat out last year, like because he this he was like, I'm gonna transfer and I don't want to play for you anyway. Or well, what's his face is their coach? Oh, Dana Holgerson. Yeah, like he, I he like told him to go leave. Yeah, it was a real bizarre situation. I don't I now without knowing everything, I don't blame King for that. I, I do think Miami is gonna be good. Manny Diaz is a very good coach. Holgerson, I don't trust anything coming out of that guy's mouth. So <laughs> I mean to leave a power five job for Houston, there's he's up to something. There's something going on. I don't know what. I've always thought that there's, was weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of oil in, in that yeah. area. So uh, I, I don't think it's as screw a national <laughs> title. I want to get me some oil stock. Some well, there was rumors that they were going to let him go. Who? West Virginia. Wasn't there rumors that they were going to let him oh, go? There's or... always rumors with him. Yeah. See, maybe everyone <laughs> just got tired of the rumors and he went to go with the oil. Yeah, that could be true, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm interesting to see, interested to see how the U does th- this year. You know, they're even if they're very good, they're still probably going to drop a couple games. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Derek. I was always impressed with Derek King, and that's mm-hmm. that. That's I think one of the sneaky things that not He's enough good. people are paying attention to. Miami with a legit quarterback. I mean, we lost to him with a third string quarterback. So let's let's not let's not it, get too confident it, about where they'll be, especially compared to Pitt. There, no doubt about it. You know, this kid could either take them to you know the top of the top of the conference, or they could be middle of the pack. And there you go, ACC Big Twelve previews in the books. More to come next week with Pitt schedule. And a whole lot more college football. It's underway this week. And now I feel pretty much prepared, but I do have to crack open my Feel Steel Hardcore over the next few days, Vince. And that's what I'm going to do. You always got to read that Film Steel magazine to make sure that you're you're up on all the latest of how many players are returning. But with how, who knows when that magazine was printed, Alan. I mean, it, it, it could be complete garbage at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know there's some definite pages in that thing that are pretty good for picking up dog doo-doo, but 
I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you my report next week. Anything anything left for us, Vince, Pam? Nope. Have a good weekend. Happy Labor Day. Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit. Pizza oven, here I come. Hail to Pit, everybody. <laughs>